The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. And we're excited about this second half. we got some things up our sleeves, so, all right? Thank you, Coach. All right. Oh, oh a little right. tease. Well, nice. Okay. Oh, so don't touch that dial. You see what was up your sleeve? Did you use it? Or? I don't know. What's up yours? You got me there. Yeah. I think that's the first time in two years I've seen Matt Eberflus smile. Yeah. Or laugh. No, he was smiling at the half when he was talking to Kaylee Hartung when he said, we have a few things up my uh, up our sleeves. Maybe. He was actually smiling then. Maybe he's like, F it. Yeah. That's as human as I've heard him sound in a really long time. He's like, I, you know what? I'm going to have some fun now. Uh, but there was really nothing up his sleeve. No, <laughs> I think it was a moment where he just kind of... You, we have all been there where you're talking with someone, then you run out of things to say, and then you just say something. We got stuff I don't know. Up what's up sleep. yours? Yeah. And because you wouldn't. That was you funny, would, though. I, and I know, was. like. That was. But I don't believe. Leisure did not have a response. No. Leisure was just, what did Leisure say? Leisure he said, like, oh, you, got you, got you got me there. <laughs> yeah. It's the I first thought, time Jason Leisure has been uh, but caught get, speechless. But, but I think Jason, intentionally or unintentionally, let it breathe, and it, and, it, and it worked before he responded. And I thought letting it breathe, actually. Yes. I don't know. What's up yours? Very good. Well, well done, we, coach. Can I hear, can I hear the... Mellor, were you gone the day... That he, oh no, you were with us, so you weren't on the board the day. I, it's still one of my favorites when when him and Leisure were going back and forth on the Justin Fields. Yeah, he won't go. Is that what he said? Yeah, he won't go. Something like that. <laughs> He's not playing. He's not, He's not playing. <laughs> what a week! What a week! But the Bears do win. 16-13. It was a rock fight. 312-332-3776. Jim Harbaugh suspended for three games. That came down a couple of hours ago, but uh, only on game days in the stadium. Uh, he can be with his team before that. He can be with his team during practice and everything like that. It's a weird Big Ten suspension. By the way, Michigan has uh, made their intentions clear. They're looking for a court order to prevent this from taking place, so... If they can get that court order heard and approved, then you'll see him on the sidelines tomorrow in Happy Valley. A couple of other notes I want to let you know. Black and Abdallah will be joining us uh, for Crosstalk in about 45 minutes. They're going to be at 390 Golf. So if you're in that area, 390 Golf has eight bays open for people to come and hit and watch the show for free. So if you like golf, you want to hit some golf balls, and you want to enjoy the Black and Abdallah show, uh, they're also making free food for fans. And and I believe the— Where is the, this? In which town? In Wooddale. Wooddale. So 390 Golf in Wooddale. They have eight bays open for people to come and those are and heated. Hit. Those are heated, so you won't freeze your ass off. So it's heated, and uh, watch Black and Abdallah. They're going to thoroughly entertain you. Uh, and those guys love golf. Um, they'll be talking about a Bears win. All calls welcome tonight. 
uh, and they're combining their favorite things. So this is going to be, I would think, just an outstanding show as they all are for those guys, but this will be really good. And, and if you're in the area, a great event for a Friday night, 390 Golf in Wooddale, and a lot of free stuff for fans. So uh, stop on by there. One thing that Waddle and I want to say before we go any further, too, um, that for all the veterans out there, all of those who have served, uh, we just want to give you a special thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, today is the day that we're observing Veterans Day. Tomorrow's the official Veterans Day. Uh, we always say this, that uh, every day should be Veterans Day. You deserve a thank you every single day. We get to do a job that is quite insignificant. We get to talk about sports every single day. And you don't get to talk about sports and make a living at it unless you live in a country where people have fought for your freedom. And um, for all of those who are serving, and we know that there are many who listen to us all over the country in different parts who are either active or parts of this world and they're listening to us or people who have served and fought in wars and conflicts. We just we love you guys and we can't thank you guys enough. Please know you're appreciated by us. So thank you guys very much. Amen. Uh, happy Veterans Day to all of those. Uh, 312-332-3776 if you want to talk football and talk about the Bears. Uh, let me take some of these calls and then we'll play the, um, the Amazon stuff. Um, and if you want to weigh in on the broadcast, I know Carmen and Yurko Waddle had an event at uh, Hooters. I was at the game. A lot of people were very upset. I did not hear any of the interaction with Jason Kelsey. Yeah, a lot of people were upset about that. In the, I guess second quarter, I saw Yurko's tweet that they were not treating it like they were treating it like a Manning cast, like it was an alternate broadcast. The thing about the Manning cast is you know you have Buck and Aikman treating the game like it's the featured game. Like, the game's the thing. And I understand that the Panthers and the Bears are two bad teams, but it's still the broadcast, and the game should still take center stage. And from what I understand is they were treating it like it was a a sidecast. Well, I'll tell you, Sylvie, even the Manning cast, they will oftentimes address what's going on in the game. Unfortunately, when Jason Kelsey came into the booth in the second quarter, it, be, it turned into an Eagles podcast. They just did, did they yeah. like, the game. And the truth is, and Tyler mentioned this too in the meeting. He was he was consuming it just like me. It, it felt like Jason felt uncomfortable. He wanted to talk about the game a little yeah, bit. It seemed like that's what made it so disjointed was that it seemed like Jason Kelsey was the only one interested in the game. Like he was almost embarrassed that he was taking away from the game. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that? And I think yeah, that's a fair assessment. I don't know this, you know, as a fact, but it seems like Jason Kelsey probably may have designs on calling games in the future when he retires and so he may have been like okay this is an opportunity to show off a little bit what i can do and they just you know alan herbie i'm i'm not sure it was their decision maybe it was the production teams they were asking jason kelsey all about the tush push and you know how the eagles bye week was going and how was the wiener circle that that seems very much like they're treating it like it's a preseason game like you know how they treat that's the, a perfect the, analogy. The Hall of Fame game when the fourth, the third of the fourth quarter is going on and they're interviewing a bunch of people. That's the described again. I didn't see it, but the way it's being described to me is that seems to be the way they were treating that second quarter of the game. Uh, Mark in South Bend, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mark? Hey, how you doing, Sylvie and Tom? Always be talking with you. Mark, I didn't. Get- 
I didn't get to see the game. I had to get up early and I don't have versions. But anyway, very interesting, good talk today you guys are having. Uh, the, the Bears are uh, uh, going on to be trading next and the rest of the season, the re- uh, next seven games. The defense is, is doing better, and if Bayless Jones don't make a bunch of mistakes, they maybe have a chance of winning maybe three or four and getting to six or seven wins. And if that's the case, I think there's a chance that uh, Iberfus, uh Getsy, and uh, – We'll, we'll be coming back, and uh, like you said, Ryan Cole, he, if, uh, you know, if there was an improvement there uh, with Justin Fields, he might pass on a quarterback, and that's a possibility, I think. I think, uh, listen, I think that there is still a, a real possibility. I mean, I don't know. That's the question, right? Isn't that the question? It was the question when the season kicked off. Unless you were one that believed that this team was a a legitimate contender for anything, whether it was a division championship or an NFC championship, if you were in that camp, I don't know what to tell you. If you were in the camp that I was in, it was I was looking for improvement, and the biggest question that needed to be answered was, is Justin your quarterback for the future? So you had 17 games to figure that out if you were Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham and Matt Eberflus and everyone involved up there. It was a 17-game evaluation process on top of what you'd already seen in 2021 and 2022. Yes. And can he get that better has been from that? Interrupted yes. by the injury. Now you have seven games. The question is, have they already made up their mind to keep him? Have they already made up their mind to move on from him? Are they still open-minded about whether or not he can be their answer going forward? Only they can answer that. But I believe you've got seven more games as everybody as a Chicago Bear fan to kind of sit back and watch and make your own evaluation, which will have no impact on their evaluation. But you come to your own conclusions as to whether or not they should go forward with Justin. I think Justin is is very much is competing to be their guy and to also impress the rest of the National Football League over the next seven weeks, because if not here somewhere else. So if they decide they're going to move on from him, somebody else will, in fact, be interested in him. At what level, I'm not 100% sure. But somebody else will be interested if they decide to move on. I sent you guys like a ton of numbers today about all of that. And, And this wasn't trying to influence anybody. This wasn't to suggest, you know, one way or another. This was just, I'll read this to you if if we have time. I said, Justin Fields... To this point in his career statistically. So listen to all of this stuff. And this is not. I'm giving you statistics. And I'll also add other things. 33 career games played. 31 starts. For his career he's 6-25 and as a starter. For his career he's completed 60% of his passes. With 35 touchdowns. 27 interceptions. He's lost 9 fumbles. So he has 36 total turnovers. He's been sacked 115 times. He has a quarterback rating of 82. He has 20 career starts with a QB rating of 85 or under. He has six career starts with a QB rating over 100. Only one of those games was in a win. His season totals are the following. In 2021, he was 2-8. and eight. In 12 games, he had 10 starts. He completed 59% of his passes for almost 1,900 yards, seven touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. He had a 73 quarterback rating. He ran for 420 yards, had 36 sacks. 
In 2022, he was 3-12 and in his 15 starts. He completed 60% of his passes for almost 2,250 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He had an 85 quarterback rating last year. He ran for 1,143 yards and eight rushing touchdowns. He was brilliant on the ground. He, he took 55 sacks. So far in six starts this year, he's 1-5. and five. He's completed 62% of his passes for 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, and six interceptions. He currently has a 92 quarterback rating. He's rushed for 237 yards and one touchdown and 24 sacks. With all of that statistical information, I'm not trying to sway you in any way. I ask you the following questions. Is it all his fault? Is it all the coach's fault? Is it because of a lack of talent around him? Or is it a combination of all the above? And when I ask that question is... Why have you not come to a conclusion yet? Or why hasn't it been more impressive more consistently? Has he provided enough solutions despite the adverse circumstances he's been dealt? Or has he been part of the problem? And can he do enough in the next seven games to convince Ryan Poles he is the future? Or has Ryan Poles already decided yes? Or has Ryan Poles already decided no? For me, over the next seven weeks, this is the question that they will be answering up at Hallis Hall. Now... I know what people will say. Well, a lot of those statistics are, are, are a direct result of him not having good coaching or people around him. And as I've said to everybody who will listen over the course of the last two plus years, I don't blame any one person. I don't blame him fully for not having better numbers. I don't blame the coaching staff fully for him not having better numbers. I don't blame totally his supporting cast for him having the numbers he has. I think it has been a shared culpability that he is 6-25 and as a starter and his numbers are where they are. If you believe that he still is your answer at quarterback, then you are believing that he has provided enough answers and that the answers he hasn't provided are a direct result of the people around him and the coaches around him. So this is what they have to decide. And as you as a fan, maybe you've come to your conclusion. I'm not telling you that these statistics are the only reason or the only evidence that should, you should base your decision on. From where I sit, he has not been dealt a good hand on a number of fronts. He also hasn't provided enough solutions to problems from my perspective. He has done some things that are brilliant. But even when times are tough, the really good quarterbacks provide answers to questions that may, or may be difficult to solve. I also believe that he could change people's minds over the next seven games. I haven't come to a firm conclusion. If you ask me now, I would suggest that they're going to move on at the end of the year. But I'm open to him changing their mind and my mind over the next seven weeks. And for me, that's what the next two months is all about here in Chicago for the Chicago Bears. If he comes back and he plays great football, he may sway my Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I've never been of the belief that you need to change or move on from Justin Fields. I've always stated this, that it's the circumstances of the pick. Absolutely. That's the reason why you've expedited the process. Because you are, you're never going to have a better moment in time where you can find his replacement. That's the reason. It's uh, Otherwise, like if the Bears would be a better team and they had the 20th pick, I would say uh, continue to let the process play out. Yes. 
He, he He's in his third year. You've got the fourth year of control. You have his fifth year option and let it play out. Are you totally happy with what you've seen? No, no but, but I'm not totally I don't upset have another by option. it. No, and I'm not totally upset by it. And he, he has made improvements this year compared to the prior couple of years. And it has been a blank show. It's been a total blank show. Yes. And he has contributed to the blank show. He's pooped too. 115 like, sacks. Are those all on the quarterback? Are they all on the offensive line? Right. Are they all on the and, coaches? And I want to see the, like, we've seen the offensive line get healthier. I've seen four sacks from Bajant, who's a Division Two kid. I want to see Justin take less sacks. Yeah. I want to see it. Um, so I think he's I don't got think the, it's asking too much. I think he's got the and again, as I've said, it, it is it's it's just the circumstances that exist. The fact that he has got an injury on the throwing hand as a right-handed quarterback, the thumb on his throwing hand does not you know help him at all. But there's no question if he comes back and he plays very well over the next seven games, I think that he can change a lot of people's minds. Harding in uh, Charlotte, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Harding? You know, what's going on, gentlemen? I'm trying to take a deep breath and, like, not lose my mind as a Bears fan. Like, it just takes me back to the, they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. And it's like, the Bears. But anyways, here, listen, do you guys share my concern? I'm hearing what everything, analysis of a long-term plan, et cetera, et cetera, opportunity to replace, blah, blah, blah. But here's what I'm really concerned about. Is it possible that what's best for the franchise is not aligned with what's best for Ryan Poles? And what I mean by that is I believe holding on to field is the best-case scenario for the Bears. But for Ryan Poles, does his career pend as far as longevity goes on resetting the quarterback clock? So, like, I'm kind of concerned the person making the decision, is he making a career choice or is he making a decision for what's best for the franchise? Well, but, Harding, let me ask you a question. What if he truly yeah. in his heart believes that one of these other guys is a better option long-term regardless of the – w- what if he believes he's got better options and the resetting of the quarterback clock from a, a financial perspective is just uh, icing on the cake? So here's my, con- my kickback to that, right? The same way there's not a better opportunity to get a quarterback, a replacement for Justin Fields, there's not a better opportunity to build the rest of your roster by trading back. So if you're really concerned about what's better overall, because at the end of the day, a quarterback does not win you football games individually. I just, I've never seen it happen. Even when you think about Tom Brady, I've never seen him win it individually. But yes, but he does raise have, the level of play of everybody around him a good quarterback. And I understand that the maturation process of Justin Fields is still going through the maturation process. We're talking about 33 games, so we're making a career decision off of 33 games, and I understand the necessity to win. I still told you guys a long time ago, Justin Fields is on the Mitch Trubisky timeline. I promise you that. In the minds of fans, he is on the Mitch Trubisky timeline. He's not on a Justin Fields timeline. We were not ready for that portion of things to happen. What does that so mean I'm he's on one- the Mitch Trubisky timeline? So when he got drafted, the fans were still on the high of what could have been with Matt Nagy, that um, outstanding performing defense, and what they were hoping Mr. Trubisky was going to become. So we never had the mental mindset. When we uh, deconstructed that team and traded Khalil Mack and started doing all that, honestly, as fans, I think we were all kind of surprised that they went that route almost immediately. Ryan Poe started making those trades. Nobody was happy that Khalil Mack only got back a second-round pick and I think, what, a fifth or a sixth or something like that. Like, we thought we were selling – uh, low, so but it doesn't. But Harding, have, it also really doesn't matter what the fans think when it comes to making this decision up there. 
No, I get that. And Ryan Pose is going to make that decision on his own. But when we talk about analysis, we talk about our breakdowns, we talk about, you know, Bears, Twitter, et cetera, everybody's going for, like, this shock value situation and all these clicks. When in actuality, there is a logical decision to be made here. And I truly believe building the team around the picks that are going to be available to you makes more sense and trying to go after the quarterback and using that high of, a, of an asset. But Harden, Just my like, personal like, opinion. Like, well, yeah, and, and, can't you do both? Like, I've always rationalized that you can do both. You can draft the quarterback, and with the second pick, you can trade down, and you can trade fields and get a second-round pick and whatever and still have plenty to build the team with. I get, I get what you're saying, but when we talk about the quarterbacks that are there, Caleb Williams and uh, Derek May, I don't necessarily believe Justin Fields is outshined in a physical trait aspect. And Caleb Williams shares a lot of the, the faults that Justin, uh, Justin Fields has. Like when you're talking about holding on to the ball, you're talking about taking a little while to process. Yes, he has a gunslinger arm. I get that. But there's still some faults there. So now we're talking resetting that mind frame and getting a, a rookie adjusted to the timeline and the, and the speed of NFL defense. So, like, I don't see a benefit that much of what you can do at the quarterback position versus resetting this roster and really putting more um, talent around the rest of this team, defensively, offensively, wide receivers, whatever you want to do with it, and setting yourself up for draft picks for next year. I just don't, like, logically, mathematically, if we talk to, like, a one-plus-one situation, the quarterback is nice to maybe do it again, but I think there's more benefit in trading those picks back far enough to get you some assets next year and then building that roster. I'm going to talk to you guys later. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks Harding. Look, I, I mean, I'm not going to try to talk anybody off of, of their that's, perspective. Yeah. If, in fact, you feel like that's the best path, you can make a good case for that. We're not making that decision. They're making it up at Hallis Hall. So there's two questions. How do you believe that they will make this decision at the end of the year? And how will you respond as a fan? And I am rooting that he balls out and he makes the decision for everybody. Look, what is we've said this from the very beginning. The optimal situation is he proves he's your guy and you can use those assets to build in other areas. Right. As opposed to having to use one of those assets to try and replace him. Todd, the mechanic, here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Todd? Todd. Hey, it's Tom. Tom or Todd? Yes, Tom, the mechanic. Sorry. Tom. What's up, Tom? I, I, I just want to talk about what uh, Chris Canty was talking about, uh, uh, sitting Justin Fields and putting him bubble wrap for the whole season. Like, yeah, so we didn't play this. Let me, for, for those who didn't hear it, um, Canty this morning, he's been of the belief that the Bears should have traded high with Justin yes. Fields after the Denver and Washington games because he would yes. never have a higher value. And today on um, on Sportsmanlike, he came out and he said that the Bears should not play Justin Fields at all because he does not believe that Justin Fields can improve his trade value. That he, he could get hurt. He only could hurt his trade value, and he believes he should sit the remainder of the year. I think the exact opposite. I don't think there's any downside to him playing. I think him playing, if he plays well, he may change your mind. If he plays well and you still want to move on, he's going to prove to be more valuable. Yeah. So what do you want to say? For those who missed it, I wanted to inform them. So, Tom, what, what did you want to say? I would just like to say that that is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you want some kind of return on your trade. I mean, you haven't seen, I mean, that much. I mean, you've seen, you've seen this on and off with Justin Fields, good games and bad games, but we got half a season to go here, folks. I mean, let the guy play and at least, you know, 
make the owners make the decision. You know, I want to see Justin Fields ball out, just the same as you guys. I want to see this guy ball out, make you know, get some wins, and you know, you know, make an argument to be in the you know maybe be in the answer here. Because let me tell you, my friends, there is no guarantees in this draft. As much as people want to talk about Drake May and Caleb Williams and all that, there is no guarantees. And Justin, he is an athletic, big-time quarterback. I mean, his body, everything. I mean, I, I just don't want to see it go down like this. You can't put the guy in bubble wrap, and, they, and, and you just can't do that. I, Tom, I, I don't is agree your, that. Tom, is this your real uh, accent, or are you putting on like a little bit of a super fan accent for us? This is Tom. Uh, excuse me? Yeah, All right. Uh, that's, yeah, that's how you really yeah, speak, huh? Tom. That's how Tom talks, man. This is Tom. You All right, Tom. Right. Thank and you. I agree with Tom. I'm not going to sit Justin Fields. See, come on. He wasn't putting us on. I thought I he was going to give me a baba booey at the end. I don't end. know. I have no idea. Is it? Did you guys think at all that that was a little bit exaggerated? Well, so... When people do kind of do the bait and switch with the voices, usually when I screen it, it sounds normal. And then when it gets to air, it sounds different. But he's he was in character the whole time. Oh, really? He was pulling yeah. a pulling it's a Tom the mechanic. That's that is, how it talks. That is, that is exactly what the SNL skits based on right there. You got, you know, true Tom. True Tom the mechanic right there. Yes. I don't think he was trying to, to, to throw us off in any way, shape, right, or form. Should we play the, uh, should I play the Amazon thing? They, yeah, they say they should stay. I thought it was interesting. I have not heard it. So we'll play that coming up next. Uh, 312-332-3776. And then go out and see Black and Abdallah in Wooddale at 390 Golf. Lots of free activities for you to do there, including some food. Um, they're going to have a blast, and we'll crosstalk with them coming up in about 20 minutes. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We got a little homework for you over the weekend. Let's really turn up the heat on the holiday parody song contest. We had a busy week this week with a short week on Bears football, and we were out and about. So we're going to really focus on the holiday parody song contest uh, for next week with no Bears game uh, to talk about over the weekend. Let's uh, really start crafting these holiday parody songs over the weekend. Start submitting them this weekend. Uh, The entries are uh, now open. You can submit them now. ESPNParody.com as we get closer to Thanksgiving and the holiday seasons. Uh, I see all the commercials now and people are starting to play the holiday music. It starts earlier and earlier every year. So go to ESPNParody.com, ESPNParody, P-A-R-O-D-Y.com to submit your song. Uh, the grand prize is a year's worth of groceries from Jewel Osco. That's the best prize we've ever given away. Yes, plus you'll get an American Sale gift card. Um, how about that? So groceries from Jewel Osco. The deadline is in about a month on December 8th. Uh, we'll crown the winner at our, at our holiday party on December 15th. Oh, can we announce where it is? Yep. Yes? Yep. 
Uh, it's at Bub City Rosemont. I didn't even know that. That's yes. news to me. Yes. Tommy, That's beautiful. Tommy DeSanto, uh, one of the partners at Bub City, was just uh, texting us. Yes, he was. Giving us a what to watch for suggestion. Yeah. Let us entertain you. Tommy DeSanto, Ed Warm, all partners at Bub City Rosemont. So I was just at Joe's Live um, this past weekend uh, in Rosemont. So uh, come out. That's December 15th. Put that on your schedule. December 15th, that's when we're going to have our holiday party and we'll have everyone perform. They got a great stage there, too. Like, oh, so yeah. It's, it's beautiful. We've, beautiful. Had some, we've had some great shows. Um, it's all presented by Elijah Craig, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Thank you to them for being this year's presenting uh, partner. And also brought to you by Jewel Osco, American Sale, and 19 Crimes Wine. 19 Crimes Wine has been in in the past couple of years, so is American Sale. We always appreciate their support. Again, uh, go to ESPNParody.com. Tyler Meller, you guys have been along for the uh, Holiday Parody Song Contest. There is no rule against submitting multiple entries, correct? Correct. Of course not, no. In fact, we've already had a couple people submit multiples. Okay, the more so, the merrier. So, uh, like, just send in as many as you want. I would. My, our suggestion is keep them as short as possible. Yes. Get the best stuff right out of the gate. Don't uh, don't like make it a slow burn. If it's a slow burn, it may not even get on the air. So, and it's got to, of course, be a holiday song to to the tune of a holiday song. But you come up with your own words. So again, ESPNParody.com. Did I leave out any uh, part of this? Nope. Hit it all on the head there. I, I think we've got all the details now. All worked out. Ironed out early here this year. This is uh, really good stuff. All right, let me play you some of this. I did not hear this. Amazon Prime last night. Um, this was the post game show. Yes, it was. Them talking about Bears quarterback issues and what they should do next year. Yes. To be determined, but I told you, I said it last time we lost him play. I really. So who is this now? That is Tony. That's, That's Tony, Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez. It's Tony Gonzalez. Who else is on the panel? You also hear Richard Sherman, Andrew Whitworth, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, good. But Tony's got his own perspective and the other three on the other side. So this is Tony starting. Yes. Do be determined, but I told you, I said it last time we watched him play. I really do believe that he's auditioning for the rest of the season when he comes back for a potential trade-off. This is what I would do if I was running the Chicago Bears organization. If you have that first pick, is what I'm saying. You go out and you get Caleb Williams, trade, around that, trade away that second pick, start stockpiling on defense. Uh, it's just big. And also, for you know, you can't forget when you get that rookie quarterback with that window of not paying him that much money, you can go out there and start to pay other players to come over and free agents. Richard's very familiar with that window of not having to pay a quarterback. But he's also familiar with they had a really good football team when they added that rookie quarterback. If you add that number one pick you're talking about right now, well, then you, you can saw enough out there yeah. to think that that's a good football team? I don't think so. I still think it comes down to you need more talent, more guys around them, and then next year is when you make that leap to say, if there's a really good quarterback, we'll do whatever we can to get him. But you got a chance this year to use all that draft leverage to stack this football team with talent. Because you end up in a situation that Bryce Young is in with not a lot of talent. The cupboard is pretty empty. He's trying his best. You can't even tell if he's talented or not because the team is so bad. And you, you get a good quarterback in there, and he starts to think he's bad. He loses his confidence, and you don't can't build a good team around him. Then you start to 
people start to rush to judgment. What about what about the hype of Caleb Williams though? I mean, people are saying, and I I watched him play. I mean, he's got some stuff, guys. More than the average first pick in the draft. Some of the stuff we we see it. It ain't. What are you not seeing then? I mean, when I watched them last week go against Washington, people say the Patrick Mahomes comparison has been coming up. This guy, he's got he's he can he's elusive. He makes plays with his legs. He can throw the ball against elite teams. He hasn't played elite. If you get a game uh, 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 that type of quarterback, a Patrick Mahomes, a Drew Brees, a Tom Brady, you can change the the, the, the yeah. whole trajectory of your organization if he is that guy. Now, obviously, you're rolling the dice, but I think Caleb Williams supposedly comes close to it. I mean, I mean, I just say that all those quarterbacks you just listed went into places that were stable. And so, to Witt's point, I don't see the harm in keeping Justin Fields for another year. I just don't because there's so much more that this team needs to be effective. If we look at Russell Wilson and what he walked into when he was in Seattle, why was he so effective? Yes, he's a great football player, but the surrounding running game, the surrounding defense, that Legion of Boom, it's a great situation for somebody to walk into. It's hard to do what they're trying to do in Carolina right now with Bryce Young when you don't have a lot to work with. And it's just, it, I hear the hype around Caleb Williams, and I see the talent, you see the similarities, you can see the amazing, incredible viral passes and things like that, but then you see him play Utah. You watch him against Utah, and he looks very pedestrian. And you're like, well, what, 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 what is that? Carter Green Bay Bay sucks. sucks. Green Bay sucks. Which, you know, didn't really fit the conversation. Um, What, that Green Bay sucks? uh, Yeah, I mean. That always is pertinent. Okay. Um, This is the the conversation. You know, and they were pointing. uh, My point that I would have brought up to the three that were cheering for for status quo would be if you're referencing Bryce Young and how much he is struggling with the cupboard being bared, you're also ignoring how well that the kid in Houston has played, C.J. Stroud. What if you get him versus Bryce Young? And you talk about a bare cupboard. Well, that cupboard is not nearly as bare now as it has been. That's you've what got DJ right. Moore. You've got Darnell Mooney. You've got to make a decision on him. You've signed Cole Komet. You've got Darnell Wright. You've got Nate Davis in the mix for a while. You've got Kevin, uh, Tevin Jenkins. There's more talent on this roster now than there is it's in not Carolina. apples to apples. Not. What Carolina had to do to get Bryce Young was to basically trade everything yes. and still trade this year's first-round pick, where it's empty now, and they can't even replace it with a first-round pick this year. Right. And they're giving away their second-round pick in 2025 still to the Bears. The Bears wouldn't have to get anything. They would have the first or second-round pick to draft the quarterback. Plus, they'll have their own pick to do whatever they want with that pick. So they would have all this stuff. And then they could draft another wide receiver or another offensive lineman or trade down even more and get another player like Darnell Wright. And then have more draft capital, too. And, like I said, to um, uh, who's the one from North Carolina who just called? Tra- oh, uh, Harding. 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 Well, like I said, to Harding, you, would, you could then trade Justin Fields, too. And yeah. you would get draft capital there. Like, they also talk about Russell Wilson and falling into the right spot. 
Russell Wilson in his first three years, you know what his stats were? He completed 64%, 63%, 63%, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 26 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 20 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Russell Wilson was a good quarterback from the jump yes, yes. in Seattle. Yes, he was. Uh, let's go to Taylor in Hyde Park. It was good to meet him yes. uh, for the first time uh, the Very other day. Very generous with us as yes. well. Yes, Taylor, it was great to meet you. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Everything's good, and it was good, good to yeah. good to meet your better half. Yes, yes, she definitely is my better half. Um, and look, this is what's so funny when we're talking about Justin Fields. The guy has over thirty starts or thirty games, I believe, um, or close to it. Thirty-three and games has, and thirty-one starts. And what six wins? Like I don't yes. understand what what are people what do people see? I I know he's athletic. I know he has a big arm. I get all those things. Maybe they're just looking at what he did in college and trying to transfer it to the NFL. But I, we still don't know if he can actually read a defense. We don't even know if he can make progressions. And this is thirty plus games in. If this was anyone else, you'd pull the plug immediate. And this is an historic, you know, from all the. The, the the college football analyst, this is an historic, you know, quarterback draft class. You have to go get a quarterback at this draft class at the top. And what Ryan Poles is looking like, I'm not going to say genius, looking very, very smart. Trading that pick last year, because they were going to take Bryce Young if, if you don't let them take someone, which he didn't look like he's going to be, you know, special, if anything, yet. But we'll see. Now you have... Possibly the number one pick, so a good win yesterday to help out your draft status. Potentially another top five pick you can trade. And, I mean, I don't see why – what are fans seeing in Justin? No wins, no really air miles from the the field, nothing from a touchdown perspective. He throws interceptions and fumbles the ball. I don't don't understand. What do they see? I do not understand. Is there anything Someone he can has do, to help Taylor? Me. Is there anything he can do in the last seven games to change your mind? There's nothing because honestly, if he comes out and balls out, I'm kind of going to be upset because then it lowers our draft our draft status. And then even if Carolina gets the number one pick, which would be our pick, then guess what? You're going to pick a quarterback. So either way, he's he's toast in Chicago. He's playing right now for his next job. He's interviewing right now for his next position. To your point, if you trade him, you get picks. We get the pick. You know, we're going to trade possibly our, you know, our second first round pick for more picks. So, if you let this draft class pass you by, and then you're saying build more talent, one year of more talent is not going to increase, you know, your talent in your football team to be the Seattle Seahawks or you know the 49ers when they had Kaepernick. It doesn't work like that. Go get your quarterback. Once you have your quarterback, then you could possibly build around folks. But you can't pass up on this. This amazing draft class that everyone's calling it. Um, I just I don't see what Justin. I don't, I don't see it. Thirty games and five wins. It's fair criticism. I, it, Taylor, it is. thanks. I mean, it. This is when I talk about you, you know sometimes, regardless of the hand you've been dealt, you have to provide solutions. You have to provide answers to tough questions, and you can make the case like like Taylor just did that there haven't been enough solutions provided by. By Justin to this point. Let's uh, talk to Black and Abdallah. All calls welcome for them. They're going to be out in Wooddale. A crosstalk is brought to you by uh, Steinhoffels, and it's coming up next. 
Everything is changing so fast these days, and really, that's a great thing, because back in the day, we were all lucky if we could just get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network, and that means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out all the time, and internet that can power a house full of devices all at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen truly is the next generation 10g network only from xfinity and the future starts now now through november 15th new customers can get 75 megabit internet on the next generation xfinity 10g network for just 20 dollars a month for 12 months with no annual contract so go to xfinity.com slash 10g call them at 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today requires paperless billing and auto pay with a stored bank account restrictions apply equipment taxes and fees are extra after the promotion regular rates apply to internet service actual speeds vary waddle and sylvie from our state street studio to your hellish commute home we're there with you making it bearable never mind Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Well, congratulations. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, coming up next week. Get ready for uh, Detroit and enjoy your weekend. Okay, thank you. Matt, nay, Matt, Matt Eberflus with the win today. All right, Joniak, you think we're going to take it easy on you, mister? This so, ain't no piss and catch. No. And that's not Matt Nagy. No, it's Matt Eberflus, that's Jeff. That's right. We're going to have to give him a tutorial. Yes. I'm the old pitch and well, catch. Have a and that was an easy pitch and catch. Find me some penis and crackers. And you made him think of Nagy with that. Could have been. Could and have then been. he had Nagy on the brain because of his old piss and catch thing. And that was an easy pitch and catch. Well, congratulations. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, coming up next week. Get ready for uh, Detroit and enjoy your weekend. Okay, thank you. Matt, nay, Matt, Matt Eberflus with the win today. Buy me some penis and cracker jack. And that was an easy piss and catch. No days off this weekend, Joniak. You better sharpen up them skills. Yeah, sharpen up that craft over there. Yeah. Sounds like he needs the bye week is what it sounds like. I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's got <laughs> plenty of energy. He's got the mini bye, Sylvie. <laughs> I know. It's going <laughs> to do some adjusting. <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> and that was an easy piss and catch. He could use a little time away, I think. Maybe, did he have any other... he could uh, use a couple of days off. Did he have any, any other stuff that we can uh, uh, bust no, his chops with? No, I thought he had a great broadcast. Well, he uh, always does. Yes, yeah, so they yeah, have a great... He's talking about a piss and catch. It's still a great broadcast. Yeah, that, and that was an easy piss and catch. And then I found out you had your son-in-law uh, taking pictures of the booth. Oh, yeah. And an, an unflattering picture of me. We got to bring in Black and Abdallah right now. They are at 390 Golf in Wooddale. And there's plenty of room for you. Crosstalk is brought to you by Steinhoffels. What's up, boys? What's up? Oh, could did there I, not be a better Friday night than this, what we have here in front of us? Did I hear you guys uh, doing play-by-play of Charlie hitting yes. golf balls? Yeah, yeah we're going to we're gonna give away some prizes tonight where it's going to be out-drive Chardog. I think oh I think that's that's going to be one of the items here. So everyone's a winner. Yeah. So guys, to set the scene, there are seventy six hitting bays here, all heated. We have eight to ourselves for anyone that comes out to the broadcast. We have eight hitting bays where we're uh, broadcasting. They're also at uh, three ninety golf. They're going to make food for all of us. Yeah. Wow. Free. So free. so there's food. Free. The hitting bays have the balls in uh, ready to go. The clubs are there. If you if you bring your own clubs, you can bring your own clubs. But uh, everything is set for us to go. Charlie's been 
firing off drives. Justin was hitting some. Abdallah and I were uh, working up a sweat before uh, we jumped over here behind the table. Yeah. It is a perfect night. There's heat lamps in the bay. It's hot. Yeah, it, it's almost too warm to wear a jacket. I no better to, way to celebrate a Bears victory. I want yeah. to, I want Mitchell from Displains to show up. Have you guys met him yet? No, not We in have person. not met him. Are you aware of the situation with Mitchell? No, I am not. He's no. He, uh, he was banned last week by Danny, Danny? Zetterman. Why? He's I thought banned. He, He's not, not allowed to call anymore. The last call I heard, he was very concise. I, I agree. The last call was very good, and then he called in the, the following like day, two days later, after that concise call, and Danny sent in a text message to Abdallah and I saying, no more. Well, what did he do to get banned? He was just yelling. He was calling people names. He's going after our station ratings. Yeah, the whole, he was like, you know. that's it. He's out. Wow! His face. I can see your face on yeah. the Twitch. Yeah, yeah, but wait, I didn't think uh, Mitchell was like that. Well, I know. Well, so well, you still got Eddie. We yeah, well, yeah, Eddie. yeah. We have a we have a cast of uh, friends. You know what's interesting? Uh, I was uh, screening phone calls for Carmen and Yurko, and I'm assuming Eddie Michael. I haven't heard from Eddie after that Bajan performance last yeah, night. I haven't heard he's from a big Bajan supporter. I haven't heard. Haven't heard from him. What happened? Where's he Eddie? Agent Eddie, the fellas are calling for you, Eddie. <laughs> well, I just want to know which one of uh, Bajan's 35 passing yards in the second half was his favorite. Oh, see, here we go. Just asking. That's it. I'm just asking, guys. Did you hear my player A versus player B? No, give it oh, to us. No, no, no. One of them is Bajan and one of them is Fields. Uh, player, player A. <laughs> no. <laughs> player A, 16 of 24. Okay. 140 yards. Okay. No touchdowns, no interceptions, two sacks. Okay. That's not Bajan. The other, player B, 20 of 33. Bajan. That's Bajan. 162 yards. Uh, yep, that's Bajan. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and zero that's, sacks. That's Bajan. One's Bajan. Is, was that was that Bryce Young from yesterday? No, the Tr- other one. Trubisky? The other one is is C.J. Stroud from two weeks ago against, ah, the, same, against the same Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Take okay. that. All right. <laughs> I mean, listen. If you if I take you, that by end the show on a yeah, Friday, you, listen, Sylvia. So if, if you've got a rage, if you've got a rage in Bajan, that's fine. A raging Bajan, I love that. I just I've seen I've seen and like it, it's not even like because I'm starting to get what you've gotten too, where it's like, well, he's 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 better than Fields. It's like that's not the point. The point is that they both are bad, and we're getting yeah. a new quarterback. That's what matters. I'll oh, and CJ Stroud looked tonight, awesome right? last week. All, all take that's welcome tonight. Oh yeah, all take that's of all course. bad swings. Uh, Everything we'll we'll take it on the show. Charlie's hitting some rockets. Yeah, right Charlie, now. right Is now. Let's see. Hit? He's he's got a eight iron out, and here we go. Chardog hit one for us. Waddle and Sylvia are waiting. Here we go. Slow down that back. Here right we go, Charlie. Swing righty, and there you oh, go. That's man, a good one. That's a good one. Hey, what does the screen say, Charlie? What do you got? How far? How far did Charlie hit, How an, far eight did hit an eight iron? One fifty. One fifty-two. Well done. One fifty-two. So, guys, this is awesome because wow. it's uh, you're hitting it. You're hitting real balls out into the uh, into the Pitch area. Your balls but then into it, the net, Charlie. Out onto the highway. You're no, they, they have the a highway. tracker though, Waddle. So you can wa- you get the actual data on nice. your swing. Every single swing, they have top tracer range data. If you're hammered, it's can you awesome. follow all that data? Yeah, it's oh, cool. Okay, you can play pebble on it. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, so go see the guys. Uh, full Jimmy's, show tonight. Jimmy's going to go eight, home right? and write full a book. Yep. Full ride. Player B, and you're going to have like 400 <laughs> pages of it. Full ride until I want to go play some golf. CJ Stroud sucks. We'll replay something. If we I don't know what it meant. I just decided to give you player A, player B. You just B. love a good player A, player B. I like B. a good player A, player B. Um, so Black and Abdal out. It's called 390 Golf, and it's in Wooddale. And yeah. go out and see them. Eight bays they've got. And it's all free for you guys, plus free food. Yeah, but Mitchell from Displains, you are free to show up there, but you're not free to call into the show. <laughs> Correct. All calls are not welcome. All calls are welcome except Mitch from Displains. But all take that's are welcome. Take that. I, yeah, and I'm, I, I apologize for giving a take that. <laughs> So, all right, guys. See ya. Enjoy, fellas. See, see you guys. Thanks to Tom Thayer for joining us today. Thank you to Meller and Tyler for Waddle. I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great weekend. Take that. <laughs>